0: Welcome to the first episode of a Menstrual Cyclic Nature podcast. My name is Nadia Tobias and I'm going to be your host. Together, we'll go on a journey of a menstrual cycle knowledge. In this first episode, we'll learn the basics and we'll touch on some more advanced aspects such as how surges of estrogen and other hormones, as well as their sudden drops, can affect you socially and in other ways perhaps in ways you'd never associate with these tectonic shifts in hormones. We'll cover when to prioritize sleep as well as a host of other issues that will help you understand the big picture, find your orientation, and help you understand your body better. In my work, I am committed to in-depth exploration and research of this thematic area, both theoretically and practically. I'm mostly focused on designing educational models and developing visual and reading materials that popularize menstrual knowledge across different spheres of society. After all, I do believe that education leads to emancipation, and therefore I educate to empower people through lectures and workshops about the menstrual cycle. In particular, I concentrate on the role of menstrual knowledge in various working environments. The reason that made me start doing this are menstrual cyclic issues I had myself. As somebody who has endometriosis and I was experiencing menstrual cyclic issues that stopped me from having the best of my life, even just getting through the day was a challenge. I used to have debilitating pain through a long period of time that made my days, especially those at work, hard to handle or sometimes not being able to handle them at all. Twelve years ago, I started to explore and educate myself and now I'm bringing all that experience, professional and personal, to this podcast so you can use it to great effect in your life. In this episode one, I'm going to share with you the basics of the menstrual cycle and how it can impact your life and also how what's going on in your life shows in your cycle. This podcast is for you whether you want to improve cycle-based symptoms or you want to use cycle to get what you want in your life. But this podcast is also for those who want to understand better what's going on during the menstrual cycle of people who surround you. So I'm going to be covering some cycle basics. When I say basics, I really do mean basics, but many of us never got this education in schools, and we rarely get menstrual and sex education that we should. Some of you already know some of the things I'm going to talk about, but some of you will hear this for the first time. And that's totally understandable. It's no wonder, since so much of the knowledge regarding this topic was never common knowledge. But before we dive into the world of hormones and biochemistry of the menstrual cycle, I would like to highlight the fact that not all women menstruate, and not all people who menstruate are women. Periods are not gender-specific, which means that people of all gender identities can have a menstrual cycle. So not everyone who has a womb and a menstrual cycle is a woman. Or other way around, not everyone who is a woman has a womb and menstrual cycle. So please, let's keep that in mind. And now let's start with the basics. First of all, when I talk about cycle, then I mean the whole menstrual cycle. And by that, I mean the length of time from the start of one period to the start of the next period and not just the time when you're menstruating or how some people say cycling. This is often referred to as a 28-day cycle. But many of you have cycle that is shorter than 28 days. And then again, many of you have a cycle that's longer than 28 days. So keep in mind that can vary. During the workshops I lead, people often ask when exactly is the beginning of the cycle. So, the beginning of the cycle is the moment in a day, it doesn't matter which part of the day, when you are experiencing significant blood loss. The day one of your period is also the day one of your cycle. And now, from the day one of your period to the time you release an egg or so-called ovulation, that is what we call a first part of your cycle. It's also referred to as a follicular phase. It got this name because each egg is housed in a follicle. In the first half of the cycle, your follicles grow until one follicle dominates and releases the egg of an ovulation. Now, from ovulation till the start of the next period or pregnancy, you are in the second half of the cycle, which is also called a luteal phase. We can break the cycle into the smaller phases, where we go more into the details. And I'm going to share this with you in future episodes and in the workshops. But for now, I would like you to remember and understand these two halves of the cycle, so you have a simple point of reference that you can always come back to when needed. Maybe sometimes I'm going to sound oversimplifying and straightforward when I'm talking about the basics of the menstrual cycle. So please keep in mind that some of the things I'm going to talk about may or may not reflect your experience of the menstrual cycle. The time of the events in your cycle and how you feel could vary in some parts and may be slightly different or very different to what I describe. And that doesn't mean yours is wrong That means you have unique experience of the cycle and your hormones, and that's the truth of every person with a menstrual cycle. How we think, act and feel is different in each part of the cycle. And to understand why, when and how something is changing is going to make a huge difference to your life. So, if I were to ask you now, what is the goal of the menstrual cycle? Most of you would answer me back, it's a reproduction, right? Which is correct. But that's not the only answer. We would all agree that the reproduction and creating a new human being is the main purpose of the cycle, regardless if that's something we want or not. But there is more to it. Menstrual cycle is also connected with knowing about your overall long-term health, every cell, every tissue of your body. It's something that goes into your long-term bone density, it's an incredible tool and it's an indicator of internal health. For example, when you're running, you want to see and you test yourself if your heartbeat is inside or outside of the range. The same is with the menstrual cycle. If you're in or outside of the range of your cycle, that might tell you, that you're out of your regular rhythm or that there is something atypical going on to what you should be paying attention to. Now, the second question. What is bringing all these events forward? It's hormones. Menstrual cycle is very similar to a relay race. If I would be handing out some big events and I would be a hormone, and I hand it to somebody else and once I get it to them, then they can start to run. But if I decide to stop or take a break, then basically next things cannot continue and the cycle would stop. Hormones are keeping the conversation between your brain and your ovaries and they impact our internal world and our external behavior out in the world. Our behavior is syncing up with what's going on in our bodies. At the start of the cycle, hormone levels are low, which together with other symptoms you're experiencing while you are bleeding, explains why you don't have much energy. You're entering some kind of like close to a dream-like state, and it makes it harder to concentrate on the outer world. And you also have a bigger need to rest than usual. Then estrogen gets going. Some people can experience estrogen peak as more social or more confident, open to explore, higher sex drive, you need less lubricant because you have more cervical fluid. It makes you want to be out there in the world, on the lookout for someone to mate with. But some people can experience high estrogen as an anxious feeling. The time when estrogen is rising can feel like having many possibilities and buzzing with ideas. It's reflecting on your behavior. You want to move, go out, exercise, perhaps you feel more talkative and are ready to take challenges. Or our behavior is helping us to take advantage of this fertile window in our cycle. Then as you move through the first part of the cycle, estrogen is increasing and it peaks just before the ovulation. In this time, before the ovulation, testosterone also shows up and can increase your energy, motivation, and sexual desire. And then ovulation happens. But ovulation, it doesn't happen just like that. Ovulation is one of the most intriguing moments in human reproduction and there is much more to say about that big event. I'm gonna talk more about it in our future workshops. But till now, let's keep it simple. So after ovulation, a drop of hormones happens, estrogen drops, testosterone drops. Some people can get post-ovulatory or ovulatory bleeding just at this point when estrogen drops and progesterone rises. So as you are already noticing, there is some kind of like exchange of the hormones. And there is drop of one hormone, which is estrogen, and rise of another hormone, which is progesterone. This sudden drop of hormones is quite a game changer. While I'm giving the workshops, uh, many of the participants had a huge aha moment when they started to understand when this switch happens in their cycle. Understanding and recognizing this part of the cycle can help you and everybody around you so much Because it is so important to recognize this huge change from one day to another. This change from the place where you are still full of estrogen and testosterone that are peaking and you feel like being on the top of the world and there is nothing you cannot do to the day when both hormones drop and you're left with all those feelings of doubt, where you don't see the world anymore through rose-colored glasses. You start to feel insecure and are over-analyzing and questioning a lot. And it's good to know that you're not going crazy. It's good to recognize the moment when your inner critic starts to sing loud operas in your head, knowing that this is also part of the menstrual cycle and that you are entering the luteal phase. But not everyone feels the same drop-off. For some of you, it's more subtle, and some of you feel it really intensely. So it's good to know that there are also many things happening in this second part of the cycle that you can benefit from. And we'll discuss this in depth in following workshops. So just now for the orientation, we are in a post-ovulation, the second part of the cycle, luteal phase, where hormone levels are low initially and estrogen starts to rise again a little bit. But as you're already noticing, we are at the moment more concentrated on a hormone called progesterone. And progesterone is produced as a result of ovulation, and its main job is to support conception and pregnancy. It also does some other great things, like, for example, being anti-inflammatory, regulating your immune response, supporting the health of your heart, breasts, and bones. As a main hormone of this part of the cycle, it counterbalances estrogen and promotes relaxation, improves sleep, and in general level, it slows you down. So you're being able to observe your life with a more critical eye, And you become more assertive and want to focus on things that are important to you. While estrogen is a main hormone of the first part of the cycle and fulfills you with an outward energy, progesterone turns your energy inward and makes you more interested in your internal world. It makes you review things, everything feels more real, sometimes even threatening. And this may help you understand why you feel less engaged to be social, or why you want to be social with people who feel more safe and close to you, or why you don't want to meet people at all. It's also telling you to take care of yourself, actually, of yourself and a baby. Progesterone, so to say, doesn't know if you are pregnant or not, and it makes you react as if you are, which means slows down your digestion so that all nutrition could go to the new life you're possibly carrying, Makes you crave for food and want to relax and rest. Keeps you away from danger and it's not as much adventurous in its spirit as estrogen is. Briefly saying, in run-up to ovulation, hormone wants you out in the world and after that, they want to keep you safe. So it's wise of you to prioritize sleep during the time progesterone is peaking. And that's around the week before you get your period, no matter the length your cycle is. This is the time when you fall asleep deeply and quickly, because in most people, progesterone has a calming effect on the nervous system. I say most because some people with different conditions, such as, for example, endometriosis or PMDD, could experience this period differently. What happens next? is that just a day or two before your period starts, your hormones decrease until they drop again fully. And that's the time when you start bleeding. Hopefully, slowly, you're starting to have a grasp of why is it so very important to understand how all this works so you don't beat yourself up with all negative thoughts, not knowing what the hell is going on, and you can actually go easy on yourself, have the bigger picture, and hold the wheel while knowing which direction you are going. This knowledge can help you understand your own cycle or a cycle of someone close to you, be it a sister, mother, friend, girlfriend, or a people you're working with. In the next episodes, I'm going to talk about what cycle thinking is, how we can redefine productivity, what is the difference between circadian and infradian rhythm, and many more interesting things to come. Stay tuned and see you soon in exploring together the amazing world of menstrual cyclic nature.